You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, another week in the books, another weekend in the books. It is hard to believe we are barreling through May like crazy. I can tell you the the three or four weeks that we have of nice weather here in the Central Valley of California have now passed, and we are solidly in the 90-degree territory, which doesn't matter if you're hanging out in the pool or if you're outside. I can tell you, though, it gets a little hot when I'm sitting outside at my son's baseball game watching these little kids uh, try and play baseball. But it's okay. A little sunscreen, a little shade. We can handle it. Uh, and we're moving along. And we just kind of sort it out as we go. I would say markets right now are also sorting things out as they go. The major indices were mixed last week, quite frankly, as there were strong gains in value-oriented sectors. Uh, but they were kind of offset by continued uh, declines in the growth style of investing. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average had the best performance uh, and actually so far has surpassed the S&P 500 index this year. Uh, Overseas markets uh, finished higher, both developed markets and emerging markets. Um, Energy had a great week. It was the top performing sector uh, last week. Uh, Materials also had a solid week. Uh, Overall, for the for in the last week, the Dow was up 2.67 percent, S and P 500 up 1.23 percent, the Russell 2000, which you recall the small caps, up just short of a quarter percent, and then last week the Nasdaq, which is the tech heavy index, was down slightly more than a percent and a half last week. Uh, really, it's all been about earnings. Uh, First quarter earnings for 2021 have been exemplary, and approximately 88% of the S&P 500 has now reported their first quarter earnings results. Over 80% of reports have surpassed consensus earnings per share expectations, which is actually a record high. Uh, Moreover, in the aggregate, companies are beating expectations by more than 20%. Uh, The amount of upside to earnings estimates this quarter was staggering, quite frankly. Uh, It has been a great run. Does it matter? Well, I don't know. A lot of this has probably been priced into markets already. Uh, So I think as we're trying to figure it out, as I'm trying to figure out this hotter weather at my kid's Little League game, markets similarly are trying to figure this out now. Where do we go from here? Jobs and the jobs report has kind of a role to, to play in this, right? And the April jobs data, which we got last Friday on the 7th, really kind of came up short compared to some lofty expectations. Uh, Frankly, investors were betting on a continued acceleration in U.S. payrolls in April, following March's impressive numbers. Uh, And we got kind of an unwelcome reminder of just how choppy the data can be from one month to the next. Uh, The the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics released its monthly employment uh, report last week, as I said, and it revealed that the domestic economy added only 266,000 jobs in April. That's well below the surveyed economists' median forecast of a gain of 1 million jobs. So we fell short by 75%, if you want to kind of think of it in those terms. 
the prior two months also received net negative revisions of 78,000 jobs. And so the unemployment rate unexpectedly last week rose to 6.1% from 6%. But that's paired, of course, with an above uh, the above estimate gain in the labor force participation rate, meaning more people were looking for jobs, and that's why more people were unemployed. Um, average hourly earnings rose mm, about seven-tenths of a percent month over month. Uh, which really kind of signals that lower wage workers didn't rejoin the workforce to the degree that some people has, had expected. There was actually an article in the Wall Street Journal that there are several factors um, at play here when we're talking about low wage workers and whether they're rejoining the workforce. Um, what we're really seeing is that uh, there's competition from employers needing to pay more than what unemployment uh, pays. And, and also, uh, some schools still aren't back. And so there are childcare issues at stake here as well. So uh, that's kind of where things stand. I, really, anecdotal commentary provided by companies in, re- in recent months detailing their difficulty finding qualified candidates has really found its way now into the data uh, this month. Um, Enhan- as I mentioned, enhanced unemployment benefits can reduce the urgency for some to return to work. Still closed schools, lack of child care can make it difficult for workers to return to the in-person segments of the labor market. And finally, March, March's big jump in payrolls may have actually represented a rehiring of workers with whom hiring managers already had relationships, like furloughed employees. So hiring new workers requires a more rigorous and time-consuming vetting process. It's hard to ramp back up if you're hiring someone from sta- from scratch as opposed to bringing them off of the sidelines. I will post here to LPL's chart of the day from late last week where really show it really shows that April bucked the reacceleration trend uh, seen off of the December 2020 low. Total payrolls still sit at about 8.2 million below the February 2020 peak of 152.5 million. But we're still very optimistic about our ability to recapture the lion's share of those losses quickly, despite last week's disappointing jobs readout. This amounts to just a bit of a reality check for the job market. Uh, you know, we don't want to read too far into one data release, and most of the cited factors that suppressed April's payroll number should naturally wear off over time. And so, this is kind of probably a speed bump for jobs, where we'll see the overall trend move higher from here. Uh, But given the magnitude of the total loss that still needs to be recovered and the varying degrees to which parts of our economy are currently open, I think really here we think that the jobs data will carry the potential for strong upside surprises for at least the next several months. Uh, You've got improving employment trends, even though they're choppy. Uh, that helped to buoy consumer strength and the economy overall. And given consumers' large weighting in the calculation of GDP and gross domestic product, that can be a pretty good help. Um, I think really we continue to recommend positioning portfolios to take advantage of these reopening trends where appropriate, including maybe an overweight allocation to equities relative to benchmarks, which is something that we've made adjustments for already, and a tilt towards certain sectors that could benefit from a more continued cyclical upturn. So the the areas of uh, in the investing world that have lagged behind thus far. So um, we're going to make it a short one this week. One of the reasons is because we made it a long one for our casual Friday webcast last week. If you've missed that, check out Ford Financial Group on Facebook and check us out on YouTube where we do the broadcast and it gets recorded. And you can see this week, it was Steve Jolly and yours truly 
chatting about four different charts that we found interesting, one of which has to do with average life expectancy for men, for women, and for married couples. And I think you'd be pleasantly surprised, I hope you'd be pleasantly surprised, that you're going to live longer, I'll bet, than you think you're going to, especially if you're married and 65. So I'm going to leave it there. If you have questions, email us at info at FordFG.com. As I mentioned, you can find us on, on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all of those social sites. You can also find us on the web, www.FordFG.com. I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.